Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So glad you're here. Happy holidays to you, depending on when you listen to this. Wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving, full of love, peace, connection, joy, beautiful memories with loved ones. And if that's a hard day for you, praying that you would see all of the beautiful ways that God is moving, how he is present, how he is intentional with every detail of your life, and how he is bringing love and and beautiful, beautiful things to be grateful and thankful for, and that he would call those things to your remembrance that you might really feel full and fulfilled in the most beautiful way. So... We've got some things going on. If you don't know, we have been in the middle of a three-day social media leadership challenge. This has been oh so powerful. (laughs) I'm talking about we don't just do the training for an hour. We've been on for an extra hour just of coaching and application, and it's been amazing. We are talking a lot about being digital missionaries and what that looks like and how we are meant to actually impact social media. We're not meant to be infected by it. We are meant to get on there and contribute and to create, not to just consume. So those are some things that have been happening in that challenge. But we've been talking about why are you on social media? What is your mission in in relation to social media? Are you on there for your glory or for God's glory? Are you on there for significance or do you already know that you're significant? How do you have a healthy relationship with social media? What boundaries you need to have in place? What are ways that you can create structure and strategy so that, man, it could even be fun for you, that you could actually enjoy showing up there? And we're tying it all together tonight. Tonight is the final night for that challenge, but... If you missed it, we do do something inside Courage Go. Yes, we offer a ton of free value. A ton. Okay, so we make this community accessible. Not all things are free, right? To even create something that is free, that ain't free. (laughs) Okay, but we offer a lot of free value from weekly small groups to really build fellowship and community, prayer calls to these monthly challenges that we do and masterclasses, okay? The challenges are three days long. The masterclasses are 60 minutes. Usually we stay on for two hours (laughs) for all of those things. But because those have been so broad and so valuable and so relevant and timely, we have bundled that all together into a training bundle. This is called the Courage Co. Masterclass Training Bundle. It has every single training that we've done, and it includes access to every future upcoming live training that we do. So you get the replays, you get the notes, so you can take more time with the content. This is in a live uh, private feed, so you actually get ongoing support with that content. There's over 36 different testimonies and interviews that are in there. And it is totally amazing. When you're in the God's Vibes Mastermind, you actually get access to that for free. But you can be a part of that and get all of the replays, not just from the social media challenge, but all of them for only a small one-time payment. Okay, so you can do that if you feel like you want to get plugged into that. That's a great way to build more community. People that are just in the training bundle have really grown close together. They miss each other (laughs) when they haven't seen each other. It's really been a beautiful space and it's much deeper than what happens just on the free level. So that is an option. If you didn't know that was an option, you can get plugged in to that. We are doing the next live training is going to be on November 30th. This is a purpose planning masterclass. This was a hit last year and we're doing it live again. So do not miss that. Get into Courage Co. You can plug in at www.courageco.org. And the other thing that you're going to want to know about, we are doing our first live information session today on the Life Coach Certification Program called Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification. This is launching January 8th. So right now, the wait list is open. You can apply, okay? And you have to apply for this in order to actually be considered for this program. This is not for everybody, and we do not take everybody. This is not that kind of program, but it is for people that are aspiring coaches, even for people that are existing coaches that really want to learn how to incorporate Holy Spirits, the prophetic, prayer, so many elements into your business. And not only is it just life coaching, 
There's a whole section just on ethics and life coaching and excellence in this industry. There's also sections on spirit-driven entrepreneurship, on kingdom influencing. So if you want to know the path and the details of becoming a published author, of becoming a speaker, of being a podcaster, whatever that looks like, we're going into all of it so that you've got literally the roadmap to, to do that, if that is what you were called to do. So there's a lot of training. There's a toolkit for ongoing support as a coach, as a leader in any industry that you are in. This is a very, very powerful program. It's essentially 16 years <laughs> of development that we're going to go through in six months. So that is available to you. You can apply for that now. And we are doing live information sessions because I know the value of getting your questions answered to an actual human. And we're making that accessible. So you can see if you go to www.couragecoat.org, there is a section where you can apply. You have to actually fill out and complete the application. But in that same section, there are events where you can join us for these information sessions or you can catch a replay. But the waitlist is open. There is a link to apply in the show notes to make sure that you don't miss any of those details and that you can be considered for this next cohort. All right. Today, we've got an interview. This is going to be so fun. I love hearing people's God journeys and how God has led them to what they do today. And I've connected with Polly and she has the most beautiful story. And she sent me the most beautiful epic planner for 2024. So if you've been on the lookout for a planner, we're going to make sure to put some links in the show notes so that you too can get a planner. It is gorge. I love white. I love gold. It has all that on there. It made me very happy. <laughs> and you can get your own and you can even learn how to make your own. So that's been something that you've had a desire to do. This is definitely going to be an episode for you. So let's dive in. Welcome, Polly, to the God's Vibes podcast. Woohoo! Thanks for having me. I know. I can already feel like we're kindred and I love it. <laughs> So tell the folks who you are. I have a special gift from you that you'll have to address later, but tell the folks who you are and what, what you're up to in the world. Yeah. So I am the founder and CEO of Horatio Printing, which is a lovely Christian planner company. Our mission is to help people unleash their inner artist and connect with their God-given purpose. Yeah. And I created the Dream Planner back in 2014 Wow. And we're still here, still making planners and devotionals and journals. Um, aside from professional life, I'm a mother of two cute little kiddos, a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old. And I live with my husband in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. I love it. I love it. And what does Horatio mean? Do you know? Horatio, fun story. Uh, Horatio <laughs> was the street I lived on in Manhattan. It's, uh, it's a beautiful little cobblestone street near meatpacking West Villagey area. Yeah. And in Latin, it means timekeeper. Oh. So I was looking for the name of my company and I, I started my business in like three months. We were like going fast oh and I was like, God. I've got to come up with a name for this thing <laughs> and yeah. uh, nothing fit. And then finally, I just looked at the name of my street, which was kind of a unique name. And I actually spelled it wrong when I filled out my LLC and everything else. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. I spelled it with a C instead of a T and got the paperwork back. And I was like, oh my goodness, I spelled it wrong. But then we've just, we've just rolled with it. You know what I mean? It could have stopped me. And I definitely had a moment of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to run a company if I can't even spell it? Um, but <laughs> God has been good to equip me uh, despite my flaws in spelling and grammar. That is amazing. And the planner is gorgeous. I know that people can only hear us, but you sent one my way and it is stunning. I love it. I'm so excited because I write all over and you gave me all the extra tools to use. I have gold pens. I've got stickers. Mm -hmm. I've got all the things in there. So mm -hmm. fun. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad you love it. I love it. Love it. So tell me a little bit too about your God journey. Have you always known God, like, why was it important to, to make sure that your company was grounded in him? I'm curious about this journey. Yeah. And it's definitely a journey. Uh, I've, you know, there's been moments of like, what is my testimony? Cause it's like, it feels like very nonlinear. Um, <laughs> so I grew up going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and, um, the church of Christ and my mom, you know, we were, we were there when the doors were open, we were there. 
And which if you're not familiar with Church of Christ, we're the church that um, does acapella singing, you know, so everyone really has to learn how to read notes and stuff. And it can be very beautiful uh, listening to it or not, (laughs) depending (laughs) on the day and who you sit next to. But um, it was a great environment. I, you know, learned a lot about the about faith and about Jesus. I was baptized in church camp at age eight. I think I wanted to get baptized at five. Like I was like, I want to be saved, you know, and, um, grew up just believing in Jesus and doing my best. Um, I've go through my journals now as an adult of when I was that age. And there is so much fear around my relationship with God. There was so much like, I think shame and fear and like just being scared of, of God. Like I looked at him as kind of like this person that tells me what to do. And that's constantly probably disappointed in me. Mm. And so my relationship wasn't obviously, um, not so much. It wasn't where it needed to be, or I was doing it wrong. I just didn't have the understanding I have now of like grace and the love of God. And anyways, I, went off to college and ended up dating an atheist for a bit and really took a journey, um, <laughs> journey of love. Was fun. And yeah. I, I kind of, in a short version of it, I really just fell away from my faith. I, I metaphorically put God in a box and shut the lid Cause I did not want him telling me what to do because I felt that living a life with God, telling you what to do, I would have less, I would lack, and I wouldn't experience all that life was. Mm-hmm. And I felt in a way that my faith would, sorry, my boxer's going off. I felt in a way that I would experience less and that he would hold me back, I guess. And I just didn't want to be told what to do anymore. I wanted to, I wanted to fly free. And I did, I flew free and I moved to New York and that began a whole nother level of freedom and exploration and excess. And, um, I just kept, I kept carrying that box with me everywhere I went. Cause deep down I was like, I love God. I'm a Christian. Like I love Jesus. They're yeah. great. Yeah. But uh, I really don't want you to tell me what to do, you know? And so yeah. the box just kept getting smaller. But like, it's like, I always had this metaphorical box of God in my closet. Like, you're great, you know? Yeah. We'll talk every now and then. But I, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't practicing my faith. I was not surrendering any part of my life to him or yeah. asking him before I made big decisions or any of that kind of stuff. And um. I was working at a company, sorry, this is getting long-winded, but I was working at a a company uh, in New York and all these people started working there were Christians. They were coming from a Christian college. And there's this one guy who kept going, you're Christian. You have to be Christian. You're from Alabama. Like, (laughs) like you got to come to church with me. And um, he kept asking, kept asking, kept asking. And finally I was like, okay, fine, let's go. And we met for coffee before. And he took me to Hillsong NYC. And when I walked in those doors, it was like, I walked into the box and I was like, oh my gosh, thinking all this time I had put God in a box, but like the whole time I've been living in the box. I just have been shut off. I have shut my heart off in a way. And he was always there. He was always guiding me. He was always protecting me. And leading me right where I was supposed to go, despite my free will. Yeah. And um, I just wept and I couldn't believe that he was leading me to him, despite me thinking I had put the lid on the box. Yeah. And um, it was just amazing. And I kept going back and that was still a journey of like my faith. And then um, my boyfriend, now husband, started going to church with me. And that, I mean, I don't even know where our marriage would be without God in the center of it. And so long story short, I kept my journey going to church and (laughs) 
starting to read the Bible again and really just reconnecting with my faith and where God was leading me. And eventually another person reached out in my life who was a phenomenal mentor of mine. And he tried to hire me to work at his company and his dream was to have a company of Christians. And I was like, wow, like he asked me my testimony at this lunch, which was kind of like a job interview. And I was like, no one's ever asked that. At the time I didn't really have one. I was like, well, grew up in the church. I'm going back to church now, you know? And he was like, you know, just pray about it and see if you want to come work for us. And I prayed about it, which I wasn't doing a lot of that in my life, but I was starting to get back in the relationship with Jesus. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. All these things happen at my job. It was just so clear, like, go, go, go. And it was right when the song Oceans came out too. And I was like, wow. And then I went to church and I looked down at at the floor of the church because we were up in a balcony. And there is that guy just praying arms up, like surrendering his life to Jesus. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to quit. I'm going to go work for this company. And at that company, I got connected with all these amazing Christians. They, um, I was the ninth employee and we would meet on like Wednesday mornings to pray over the space before work started. And I'd never been in, in an advertising company in New York city filled with Christians who genuinely authentically prayed to God. Like he was their pal. And I was like, wow, like it just felt so natural and I was finally around like these really amazing people. And, um, that was the beginning of that journey. Um, and then when I started my planner company, I had the idea to start a planner company, but I was going to make it customizable. Like, you know, whatever kind of planner you want, bing, bang, boom, spit it out. Here's the planner for you. If you're a teacher, if you're a mom, if you're a Christian or not, like add the scriptures, take them out. Like I wanted it to be super custom because I could never find the planner for me. Yeah. And then after um, reading the book, The Artisan Soul, that's when I was like, okay, I've got to make a planner, which I can tell you more about that book later. Absolutely changed my life. But that night when I decided to make a planner, I said, you know what? I'm making a planner for Christians. Even though everyone in my life will probably think, Polly, (laughs) Polly's making a Christian planner. Like (laughs) this math doesn't math, you know? And, uh, I was like, I'm going to make it unapologetically Christian. It was a very clear. God was calling me into that path and I wasn't going to do it if it wasn't with him period. And it was actually, um, those folks at my company, some of the interns that I went to church with, who I was praying with on those Wednesday mornings that helped me design my first planner that did the artwork for my first planner. And it was like, we all got brought together, you know, and it was, it was so blessed. And, um, I just haven't looked back, you know, like if, if God's not in the dream with me, I don't want the dream. Amen. Amen. Well, what I love about this too, is that you weren't even praying for God to lead you to people. You just kept encountering them, which just kept pivoting you gradually over time. And I think that is fascinating and also encouraging for people that I know there's a desire for a lot of people to have like a spiritual covering, whether it's a spiritual mother, spiritual father, but it's also important to be running with people too, where you can just see their faith and that rubs off on you or just like their zest for life or their lightness of being, whatever it is, their peace. Right. And you're like, what is this? I want some more of that. So I just find that (laughs) fascinating that you didn't even pray for that or know to ask for that. And God just like, he just Mm -hmm. moved you around. I think that's so fun. I think the the greatest, the greatest gifts God gives us is people. I mean, mean, truly like that was Jesus being the number one gift. Right. But like, he gives us people and it's just, it all starts from that. And I'm just so grateful. Those people weren't scared to speak up to me and keep inviting me to spite the fact that I said no nine times, you know? And so it's just encouraging. So good. And why a planner? Like you could have created anything. Why a planner? So the book I was mentioning, um, Erwin McManus wrote a book called the artisan soul. I think I have a copy behind me, but Anyways, it's a podcast, so no one can see anyway, but The Artisan Soul by Erwin McManus um, is all about because we're created in the image of God, we are creative. God created everything and we are creative. We are all naturally artists, Yes. whether you think you're creative or not. Yes. And he goes on to explain that the most important work of art you will ever create 
is your life. Mm -hmm. Your life is your canvas. Mm -hmm. And we either are making a mess of it or not crafting it, or we are intentionally crafting it. And it's like, you have to own the fact that you are an artisan. You are a craftsman. And like, we have to get intentional with what we're spending our time and who we're becoming and what we need to remove. And just, it's like a recipe and you just have to dig in. And at that point, my life was a smorgasbord casserole that you need to throw out. And so I, um, it was like, this is not working. (laughs) And I wasn't an artist in life right here. No. And and I had dreams. I wanted to start a company. I'd had this other, I had an iPhone app that I was like in production with. Like I had dreams on the side and New York is full of dreamers. There's so many people all around you dreaming because if you're not dreaming, you you can't afford the rent, you know, like you've got to be working there and, and trying and hustling. And um, so, so many dreamers there that were so inspiring and I wanted to do my thing, but it was always on the back burner. It was just always on the back burner because I was living life like, oh, I'll go here. I'll do that. Invitation, invitation. I was in sales. So my job was to take people out dinners and drinks and, and this event and that event and a spa date. And like, I love that. Like I was great at that. Me, a room of people speaking at an event, like I loved it, but I was neglecting my other dreams, like my other dreams. And so, um, I just decided I got to make a planner because every time I would want to get my life together, I would get a blank journal and make a planner and like budget and figure out what I'm doing. And so I was like, I've got to get a good planner. And that's when I was like, I'm making a planner and it's going to help people be encouraged, dream big, get organized, refocus, remove distractions and, connect with God. And so that's, that's kind of how it started. I was like, it's, I've, I needed it. I love, did you have like planners in school? Like, was there a time where you're like, I love planners? Like, Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was the, like, if, if I didn't write it down, love it. Or like, you can't get on board. Like there's, you know what I mean? There's usually no middle ground. So I was just yeah. curious if you had it dropped in your life at some point. Yeah. Like, in middle school, when they gave you a free planner, I was still yeah. the kid using it at the end of the year, largely because I'm so incredibly forgetful. Yeah. Like, so like, I'm just chasing butterflies, you know, like, where's yeah. Polly? Where's you didn't wear the right socks for school? Or, you know, like, it was like, I had to write it down. So I needed it. I'm not yeah. like a type A super organized person. I'm, I'm working on it. I've, I've learned things and I've, I'm more yeah. organized than I used to be by a hundred percent, but yeah. I need it. I love. And tell me too about the process because I know I can feel people being curious about this. Like, how did you know that God was with you in this specific process? Right. Like, so you're like reading this book and you're like, oh yeah, this is like resonating. I really want to create with my life and I want to create with God. Right. Like I really desire to do that. So then how do you distinguish that this is from God and that he's inviting you on this journey with you? Because I think a lot of people can get a lot of great ideas, but they might not be God ideas. And then they can be off doing all the things very quickly and then miss out on this thing, usually that won't shut up on the inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. curious what it looked like for you just to help people distinguish too what it might be for them. The nagging dreams that yeah. won't let go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. yeah. And I get that question a lot. And it's for me, it was a very like supernatural thing. And not all my dreams since then have been this loud. Okay. But at that moment, you know, it was, I remember like it was yesterday, it was August, 2014, sitting on the bed at like one o'clock at night. I was reading this book thinking, oh, this book's gonna help me fall asleep. And like, next thing you know, I'm like, okay, I've got to get serious about my life and I've got to make a planner. And one of the things in the back of the book, he gives you a checklist and for each chapter. And one of the checklists said, create a list of all your distractions, create an exit strategy and execute it. Okay. That seemed easy, you know, like not really, but you know, okay, let's do it. So I grabbed a sketchbook. I made a bubble chart and I started writing out all the things I was spending my time on all the things I was focused on and whatever. And so I wrote, you know, bills and my job and schmoozing clients. And I kept going. And then all of a sudden I just felt this voice in my spirit that said, this gift I gave you the schmoozing clients He said, this I am using for ministry. He's like, I gave you this for this business. 
which at that moment, it was so overwhelming to even hear something like that. I just bawled. I was like, what? For so many reasons. First, oh my gosh, me? Yeah. What? Yeah. Second off, like you want to use me? Did you see what I was doing last night? Like I was partying, you know, it was like, I could not believe it. Yeah. And, and, and then also that the gift he gave me wasn't so I'd be excellent in advertising sales. It was so I could have a planner company and like encourage people. Every gift we have big and small is always meant for kingdom work and for this bigger impact that he wants you to do. And so I was like, what? And that's when I really like stayed up all night making the planner and like called in my friends the next day, like, let's go to lunch. We got to make a planner. (laughs) They were like, we're in, let's go. I love them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so good. I feel like these are, these are beautiful things too, when you can be still to receive them. So I love that that was, you've dropped a lot of keys, right? But I love that it was, you're reflecting on your life, you're accountable to your life, you're focusing, and then all of a sudden God hits you because you were in this place of stillness where you could receive so, so powerful. And then when it came to executing it with God, was it just a walk in the park or what did that start looking like? You know, I decided to just go under a rock. Like I wasn't going to go out. I was going to spend my time doing this at night on the weekends and just run really fast. Cause that was my mode back then too. And so I went really fast. We started the business in three months. Luckily there was a woman at my company who had just did a Kickstarter the year previous to launch her incredible magazine. Yeah. And so obviously having her and like watching her do that and seeing her forge a path, it was like, Oh yeah, she's publishing something. That's cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was able to ask her, her printer and the people that helped me with the planner were the same folks that helped her with her magazine. So like they were ready to go. Um, And so that was super duper helpful having someone that I could like ask a couple questions to, and then figure everything out pretty much on my own. Um, But there are other dreams where I've gotten a vision worshiping, or um, I just am reading my Bible. And then I take time to dream because you have to look at where your dreams are birthed. I think that's really important. Like dreams are best birthed when you're in alignment with God, like everyone's like, how do I dream? It's like, let's take time to read the Bible first. Let's take time to worship first. Let's take time to yes. commune with God and get quiet yes. because a lot of our dreams tend to happen as we're scrolling and looking at other people's lives. And those dreams are kind of like the seed that falls on the asphalt and they don't have their roots. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's a good dream. I want to go to Italy too, but like where's the why, right. you know, who are you taking? What's the purpose, you know, and not nothing against going to Italy. I want to go to Italy. So that's why it's popped in my head. But um, <laughs> it's like a, a lot of dreams need like a deeper, like you have to reconnect it to God for it to matter, for it to be accomplished and for it to be fruitful. And so for what you um, said, you already said a, a lot of beautiful points. Like God's heart is his people. Like he loves mm-hmm. people. So it's got to involve that. And got, it has to involve God's heart. It also is for the kingdom and advancing mm-hmm. and expanding the kingdom in some sort of way. So I think really testing to see what your motives are. You know what I mean? Like, are you just pursuing this thing? So that would be nice to have. Are you just pursuing this thing? So it's going to make you feel good. Or is there somebody else perhaps on the other side of that could, that could benefit from you showing up in a different way? Mm -hmm. I love that. Did you have visions of people receiving your planner? Like, did it start like evolving? Nothing, nothing like that. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and that's okay. Like my dream was a little selfish to begin with. I needed a planner, you know what I mean? And like, it's okay. Like, I think God is really merciful in the sense that like, he doesn't show you the whole staircase. Cause like, you'd be like, Oh God, like my legs are tired looking at it, you know? And Um, I've also heard the analogy of like, when you start to go up the mountain, you see the next mountain peak and the mountain morphs and that's okay. It's like, but you have to just start moving towards the mountain, like, and just start taking the steps Yeah, and God will direct it, you know, as long as you keep surrendering. And so that's, 
that's kind of what it was. I had no idea how God would use this planner. I had no idea if this would be my full-time job forever. I was like, maybe I'll just meant to make a planner. This will be my side gig, which it was for a year and a half. It took some time for it to be my full-time career. And that was fine. You know, I was, I was good with it if it failed. Yeah. I love that. So how did it evolve from 2014? to where you are today, what did that do? Oh my gosh. So (laughs) the second year we got a deal with Faithbox and they bought 10,000 planners. Oh my God. Which was right around the time we started tithing as a business to A21 to help fight human trafficking through our profits. And I was like, wow, like, let's go. And so from there um, is when we started creating our Bible studies, which that was a huge impact. Like that was just next level of how I've met people and people have used it. And like, it's, it's surreal. It's surreal. Um, So we've just continued to make planners, to be honest, we've done subscription boxes. We started hosting dream planning parties and other people hosting them in their homes. And that's been really fun. You know, we're continuing to create planners and devotionals. And now I am now coaching other people on how to create their thing, how to print with excellence, beautifully stunning packaging, beautiful quality, thick paper, like how to make something beautiful without going to like Amazon KDP or lulus.com or staples and just like getting it printed, but rather something beautiful heirloom quality, like you, that you love that you're proud of. So we have print school that I've launched and the second step after print school is launch school where you learn my marketing skills, like how to create your website, how to do a pre-order sale, how to have a launch team, how to create marketing materials, photo shoot, video shoot, like all of it. And including like customer service and nurture sequences on email. And it's very encompassing. And it's, it's kind of everything I've learned in the past, you know, nine years, uh, making planners and selling them. And so that's been so fun. I just met two print school students last night in an event and they're launching their devotionals. And one woman's already pre-sold 500 copies of her um, mama warrior prayer journal. And it's like, so cool to see what God is going to do with them and like the impact they're going to make and the ripples it's going to have. And so I'm really loving that. Amazing. And what I love too, right? Again, like the starting, you're like, I need to make a plan. You know what I mean? Now like people like launching into their dreams and what they're here to do. So how amazing is that? But and it's what you said, you just have to take the step and then it can turn into this, but there's many steps in between. And I think that that's important to hear. Like this is from 2014 to now, like look at what's possible, but your average person doesn't stay in the game that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been ups and downs for sure. Mm-hmm. And lots of moments where I had to read Chronicles. I think it's Chronicles 20 first two and like just lay it all out like this is your battle I don't know what to do like battle belongs to the Lord like I'm this is it God like yes or no you know and he's been so kind and he's he's called on other people to help me you know and brought those people to me and yeah he's so kind um you know and I think my spiritual life has grown so much from that child who looked at God as like this real angry person who is disappointed in me to like someone who loves me no matter what. And like, it's still hard to believe, you know, that he does love me no matter what, but I'm seeing it after these years of his faithfulness. And it doesn't make sense unless he does love me no matter what, you know what I mean? And so it's been a cool journey. So amazing. So amazing. Can you tell or have any sense of where he's leading you now and how it's starting to evolve? I think he's really, oh gosh, I'm like scared of where he's leading me. I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't like, we just pretend that we don't know. Maybe we can just play denial for a bit. (laughs) Real. Um, like you think, okay, now it's going to be easy, you know, like I have that lie that I'm just like kind of clinging to, to be honest. But, you know, I do feel like he's sharing with me that I'm playing small and I've got to start like 
stepping out in faith. I've been asked to speak at a lot of events and women's conferences. And some of those conferences have said, Hey, can you speak on Sunday? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to poop my pants, you know, like, um, I mean, I love speaking and I love talking and I love all the things. Um, and I love meeting people, but there's just another level of weight to that. And it is scary. And I preached for the first time last year in San Diego and it was exhilarating and amazing. And I had a lot of people come to me afterwards with, you know, good words and things. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And that is scary to step into that space of, you know, a speaking circuit or whatever, especially with little kids at home and having to fly and all of that. So that is scary because I would prefer comfort, comfort, you know, like I want to just stay home and make planners and help people with their planners. Um, So I think spreading the good news of God's love and mercy and encouragement and hope, there's so much hope. And I think a lot of people, you know, our culture is just spreading fear and the belief that Christians are all judgmental and mean and um, hateful. And I just, I'm so hopeful and I have the dream of a day where Christians are recognizing called out for their words of mercy, their words of hope, their words of love and encouragement. And for us to be known as the people that share that. And so, um, yeah. Anyway, so that's where I think he's calling me, but it's, it's, it's giving me nervous. I love it. You're like, bigger. And I thought it was big. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, come on. <laughs> like I thought we were doing big. What do you mean? It's bigger. What do you mean? It's crazy. I'm curious if you can speak to as well, because I can feel people wrestle with this in their being like, what is this like line or how do you discern in your journey between pursuing something waiting on God and letting God bring it to you. You see what I'm saying? Like, those are all like very different. Like it's all, it happens as you're going. Like there's some times where he's like, yeah, you're going to need to run at this one. You know what I mean? Like you're definitely going to need to actually like press against this one. There's other times where he's like, yeah, just chill. This isn't your battle. Just hang out. And you're like, cause you want to run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's other times where he just brings people into your life and just like releases things that you're like, wait, what? Like, how am I yeah. Worthy of this, so I'm just curious how you process some of that because I think that gray area, you know, this faith zone can be really confusing for some people. I, if I could give someone a tool, I would say first and foremost, go pick up the book "Silence and Solitude" by Ruth something Barton. I love her. Uh, like she is just such a master at teaching us how to be still because I think the number one answer is to go to God for that. Like. Let him tell you, like, I can tell you what I think, but like his words are key and he craves silence and solitude time with you to show you his presence so he can blow you away, period. But for me, I think the best time, like the most obvious time to wait is when it's absolutely out of your control. It's out of your control. Let it be out of your control. Like give it to him. I was so stressed two weeks ago because our, all of our UPS uh, information said no information available for our planners. <laughs> like I was like, what do you I know hope they come. Wanting? Like I spent, <laughs> I don't know, $40,000 buying these planners. Like, and it said, um, you know, you can feel free to make a claim so we can start a resolution. I'm like, there is no resolution. These planners better be here, you know? And I'm crying and I'm like asking people to pray and I'm like, God, what do I do? Like, do I call them? I'm like, maybe I should call them. So I call them. And as soon as I got off the phone, I got an email. Oh yeah. All the planners arrived yesterday. Like you're fine. I'm like, what? Anyway. So it's like, what, like a glitch in the system? Like what was glitch that? in the system? Yeah. And my warehouse ah. didn't let me know that it had come, but I mean, I'm just going to take it for a win for now, but like, <laughs> it's just like there was nothing I could do. I can't go find those boxes. You know what I mean? And it was like, when you, when it's out of your control, you just have to let him have it. Like I've found so many times, like if I just let him have it, he'll take care of it. He will. So just like, let him have it. Now for things that are in your control, like pursuing a dream or starting a business, starting a podcast, making a journal, um, things like that you have to show up and bring your hundred. Like, 
okay, Polly, well, how much do I bring and how much do I rely on God? If I'm launching a business, like, do I show up 10% and God, like, God do the 90? How dare I think that I'm could do 10%. Like he's like, God, I should do, I should do 1% and he does 99. Like that would show my faith more, you know, like we process all this stuff or even like trying to find a guy or, you know, trying to get a new job. Like, do I do 50, 50 with God? Like, what do I do? And here's my answer to this. You do a hundred. Yeah. You show up, you know, you're trying to get a new job. Love. Redo your resume. Put yourself out there for the opportunity for God to move dating. Like go get your hair done. Go do something that makes you feel cute. Get out there so God can bring a man. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to bring one into your bathroom, you know, in your home. And so it's like, get out there, bring your hundred. But here's the thing. You bring your hundred and God shows up and bring, brings his hundred. It's hundred and hundred, but it's not even God's hundred is like a thousand million times more than our hundred, but you have to show up and do your part. Not so much the hundred to where you are burnt out or you neglect yourself or you neglect your blessings or whatever, you know, it's the hundred that you're capable of doing. Yeah. And God will do what you cannot do. So you show up for it and surrender it. You show up and surrender the outcome, but you have to show up. You have to try and do your best. And and it's in those moments of surrender, but trying that's like, God's like, he just helps you out and getting around people that have done it before, like logistically, like if I hadn't been around grace making her magazine, I wouldn't have seen that possibility for myself, you know? And I mean, I guess that's what I think, you know, I just think it's helpful to be around people who've done what you want and not talk to people who haven't, you know, if they haven't done anything close to what you want to do, they're not your mentor. That's it. That's it. I love it. It's so good. I'm like, get them, Polly. <laughs> it's like, you've clearly talked to some humans before is what. <laughs> I love how Christine you know Kane. She's like, we got to get off our, we have to get off our rusty dusty and get stuff done. You know, I'm like, yeah, Christine, let's go. <laughs> well, and I mean, like if you're, if you're already looking for how you can do less and how you can cut corners, like your dream is not going to come to its fulfillment. Right. Like, cause that's mm. not how it happens like it comes with much painful effort and toil like it's clear mm-hmm. in the word that that's happening and so you've got to give enough effort and momentum to push something forward knowing that mm-hmm. that's backed by God and that makes all the difference but yeah God's- you never know you never know when God's going to take you while you're trying and toiling <laughs> and just put you on a people mover you know yeah. and just go pew you know or like shoots and ladders and you're like you know yeah. and like he just <laughs> accelerates you but like maybe that acceleration is going to happen after you finally get your website up or like after you finally make this clear or like after you start the podcast and now you have something to network with people. Like he's not going to add something on your life that you can't carry, you know, like he's so kind. Like my company grew slow for a while and that's what it needed to do. Yeah. You know, and like, don't be sad about slow growth because that's how slow you need to grow or you're going to be, it's going to be really painful. Yeah. You know, so he's just so good with the timing. I love, I'm curious too, with the faith part also, cause that that's our human effort, but then there's also like faith moves that you have to take too. So I'm thinking, and I don't know if this is true in your story, but like buying or like printing a ton of planners and not initially knowing if anyone's going to buy them. Like that could be a real fear. Like you're literally putting money down, not knowing if you're going to sell any of them. Like, I'm just thinking like, hypothetically, that could be a thing. I was thinking, um, there's a woman right now that just sold out in Dallas, the globe field with 40,000 people. Right. So she's like, Oh, I'm clearly going to be in a budget deficit and just kind of accepted, but signed a contract for that multi-million dollar contract to like fill out a stadium. I'm like, Oh, like I got faith but I don't know if it's that level right but I'm just thinking like man like can you sit and sign a contract because that's a faith move like you have to believe in your vision enough that you're willing to do that and then God showed up and like a sponsor at the very end of it ended up fulfilling the gap and she didn't know Mm. anything on this conference and I'm like that's God though but it's almost like he wanted to see where her faith was like do you believe that I'm going to show up like watch and see so I'm just curious Mm -hmm. that there's been things like that too where it's like 
yes, you've got to actually make some action because faith without works is dead. So you got to like demonstrate your faith, but sometimes you got to like make commitments before you see evidence of anything happening. And I think a lot of people get stuck in like not moving with that. So I'm curious what that's looked like possibly for you. Yeah, I have bought a lot of planners in faith for sure. Okay. <laughs> My first year I bought a thousand. We sold out, which I was hoping we would, you know, I didn't know, but like I had to buy a thousand because I was buying it from a printer that was too expensive. Like a thousand was like what I had to buy for it to even make sense to sell it at any sort of normal price, which I don't use that printer at all anymore. And now my printer is 75% less expensive. So like, I don't have to make those calls. Um, It's just more economical. Like we just had a print school student say, I signed up and I saved 14 grand just by signing up because your printer is just better and the quality is better. So that's exciting. Um, But yeah, I mean, and I also teach people that they can do pre-sale. If you're really scared, you could do a pre-order, you know, and then those pre-orders can pay for it. Cause I understand that fear. And like my second year I did pre-order to pay for the entire launch. And that was smart. I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of debt. And so yeah. like, I'm like, I don't want anyone going into debt for this. So like, let's do it the way where you don't have to go into debt, but you still have to give your effort in order to sell the hundred or the 200 to pay for the whole print run. And, um, you know, God is good. The way he calls us individually based on how we're created and how we're designed is really special for me. I'm an impulsive person that jumps into everything and just like, yeah. So like, he didn't really need, like, I didn't have a fear. Like I probably should have, but like, I didn't, I was just like, yeah, yeah, thousand let's go, you know? And, um, so we're all, we're all different and he knows that. And he brings people into our lives and resources and training and all of that, um, depending on what kind of child we are. Yeah. I love <laughs> <laughs> what kind of child are you? Well, and I think it's funny too, because it's almost like he'll bring you the boats, right? He'll keep bringing you the things that you're praying for, but it's like, you still have to invest. You still have to take the step. You still have to get uncomfortable. Like you can't mm. avoid that step. Like it does cost something every time. Yeah. Yep. That's just part of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. So I'm curious too, and I know that we could probably riff forever. Um, I always ask this question. So this is like many, many years from now, right? When you're with Jesus and you can't leave anything here. Okay. So you can't leave your planner here. You can't leave anything that you've created here, any books that you've written, but you can leave a piece of advice that would change the course of people's lives. What would you say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this might be my favorite question I've ever heard in my whole life. Yay. <laughs> wow. What a question. It's a very good leveling question. Like you just get real clear real quick with this one. I have so many. <laughs> oh man. It's like a piece of advice would be to dream big with God and walk in faith. Yes. That's what I would tell my kids. I'm like, dream big with God and walk in faith. Yeah. Like believe that you're loved. So good. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> well, I just want to honor you too. I feel like there is just such a joyful spirit on you. I think you definitely have pioneering faith. And I think that the example that you saw in grace, you're definitely doing that and some and pioneering the way for so many people. And that's so needed in this time. So thank you for your service and how you show up and how can people connect with you? Yeah. So first off, thank you for having me on the show. This has been so fun. Um, and <laughs> would love to connect with all of you guys listening. You can go to Horatio printing on Instagram or head over to my shop, Horatioprinting.com. grab a planner. Our 2024 planners are out. Um, you can get a, a discount code. We'll put one below for you guys special. Um, and then also if you are interested in print school or printing your thing, I do have a free workshop. You can come watch. It's about 45 minutes. I teach the dream printing method and that's at horatioprinting.com slash workshop. Yay. Anyone who wants to print some stuff, this is your, point. yeah, let's hang out. So good. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. 
Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.